CSN International presents To Every Man an Answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Tuesday's edition of To Every Man and Answer. Merry Christmas to everybody. And I pray that, uh, you know, as you get ready for all the things that are going on during the holidays, that, you know, you uh, really have some wonderful opportunities to share Jesus with people. I always, it's kind of corny, but it's so true. Jesus is the reason for the season. And uh, again, uh, uh, we're, we're always... Uh, pushed in line with uh, lots of people. We have people in our homes that we haven't had there for a year. What a great opportunity it is to uh, share the Lord with people. And again, uh, to give them that great hope that lies within us that will be with inside of them. You know, so many people right now are so unhappy in their life. Uh, They've tried everything. They've used their money to try to buy some type of happiness. They find that it maybe it satisfies for a while, but it still leaves them longing. Hey, listen, this is the field, I believe that's white with harvest, the labors are few. And so I just want to encourage you, let your light shine. You know, we set this hour aside every weekday afternoon to do this very thing, and that's to to answer questions about the Bible from the Bible, look at current events through a biblical perspective, how relevant the Bible really is to every day, every minute of life. And so we want to just encourage you to give us a call. If you've been reading your Bible, come across something you don't understand, that's why we're here. 88 88- 88 ask CSN's the number to call. Got some lines open, so you're sure to get on if you call right now. Joining me today, special guest featured CSN speaker that comes on one hour before to every man and answer, John Randall from Castor of Calvary Chapel, South Orange County. And so, hi and welcome, John. Hey, Mike, great to see you. Glad to be here. I feel I love that fact that Jesus is the reason for this season. I tell people I believe he's the reason for every season, <laughs> not just this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jingle bells, Santa smells, <laughs> Jesus is on his way. You know, I, that's all I can tell you. Oh, my. <laughs> but, hey, real quick, everybody, I, I, I shared this yesterday. I'll probably share it every day this week because I'm excited. Uh, in the last month, we have built ten new, uh, nine new stations, and um, I'm going to read where they are. And we've added almost a half a million potential listeners now to CSN in the last month. And I'll just take it from the top. We have Elmira, New York. And by the way, if you have anybody living in these areas, be sure to call them, tell them to tune in. Elmira, New York is on the air, uh, 88.9. Kanakee, Illinois, uh, 90.3. Pontiac, Illinois, on the air at 89.5. Quincy, Illinois, 89.7. Terre Haute, Indiana, 91.3, 91.3, Okito, Kansas, 88.7, Franklin, Nebraska, 90.1, Grand Island, Nebraska, 89.5, and Meridian, Mississippi, 88.7. A total of about uh, half a million people uh, can now hear, and I just want to thank everybody that makes this possible. And you know, when you when you help us out, pray for us, um, you know, um, support us financially. This is what we do with the money. We're not flying Learjets all over. We're 
actually building radio stations and letting people know. And you know, one of the things, John, I really love about not only your program and all of our programmers, but you know, we try to keep the main thing the main thing. You know, some stations are just begathon radio stations. You know, would you please keep Jesus out of the bread line this month by a contribution? No, we. I, I don't believe it's wrong for a radio program to ask for support at the end of a program. We've received a blessing. We've been spiritually nourished. I think that's good. But you know, just oftentimes, just the wholesale begging on Christian radio, you know, that's one of the reasons why years ago uh, I was so uh, moved by God. I believe it was. Uh, people said, Mike, what inspired you to start Christian radio? And I said, I didn't like Christian radio. They said, what? And I said, no, I didn't like it. I, all the begging, the, the miracle wallets and, you know, uh, uh, you know, your seed money and all this kind of crazy stuff that's out there in the name of Jesus. Hey, you know, I, I just, I just love where we as a family of believers get together, do something we can never do independently from one another. No shenanigans, no miracle wallets, nothing like that. Just preaching the gospel. And we're able to continue to build stations. We're almost, almost at 500 stations across America and uh, uh, New Zealand and other places. And so when we look at all that, I just go, wow, God, you're so good. I want to thank all of you, especially the Tower Keepers, those that regularly support us, and the radio programs that are here on CSN. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. And we're looking for, as long as the Lord leaves us here, another good year of God helping us. We got about 40 more stations in the works that we're building right now. And uh, we slowed down the next couple of weeks because of the holidays. But after the first of the year, we're going to start building some more. We'll try to keep you informed on where we're building them. And a lot of these stations, as an example, like Franklin, Nebraska, 90.1, it covers I-80 for um, almost 75, 80 miles. You can hear CSN out there. Now, a lot of people, you know, you of course, you can hear it on our CSN app by just going to CSN radio and hitting uh, that and the app directions, all that stuff is there. You can do it that way. But, you know, a lot of people do not have Internet in the air. Uh, They're in remote areas. And uh, so I believe this is one of the reasons why uh, uh, radio is still one of the most marvelous way. And you don't have the the unreasonable squelching like you get on some of these these internet you know if they don't like what you're talking about remember freedom of speech does not exist on the internet friends the only freedom of speech is speech they like and if you say things they don't like well they they take you off they they uh, dock you they do these kinds of things so i believe again really Radio, the last free American voice that we have out there. And I just want to say thank you to all of you that make that possible. And John, I want to thank you especially for being on CSN, bringing us God's word and and uh, uh, such an inspiration. And I, I just think it's such a great thing that we can all do this together here at, at, at this late in the in the world to, to preach the gospel literally to every corner of the world. You know, somebody said one time, well, has the gospel been preached to all the world? And I said, well, you know, you got to think about it for a minute. Where can you go on this earth that they haven't heard about Christmas? Christmas. Everybody's heard about Christmas. Almost everybody in the world knows what Easter is. 
So no, I, I think the gospel is getting out there, friends. And again, I just want to just encourage you all to keep praying for us. We're praying for you and to be about our Father's business. So important. And again, John, thank you uh, for being on. We appreciate you. Well, it's a privilege and an honor and uh, thankful that our fellowship and so many other fellowships believe in getting the gospel out in these last days. And it's a privilege to to be a part of it. And uh, it, it's wonderful also to see the fruit of, of what God is doing. And we just give him all the praise for that. Amen. And so looking forward to answering some questions with you again, that number to call 8888-ASK-CSN. We got some lines open if you want to be part of the program today. And uh, I don't like to belabor a point, but uh, I will be reading our new stations off again tomorrow. So in case you missed some of them today, or you just like to go online here at csnradio.com, uh, you can pick up where the new stations are, perhaps friend, relative, um, maybe close to one of those stations, 24 hours a day, your Christian Wireless Seminary. We're going to go to the phones. We have Bill on the line in Nevada. Hi, and welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, so my question is, um, what have those folks from uh, the pre-flood, have they been judged? Uh, I believe not yet. Now, I believe that they are um, in Sheol, in the punishment side, most of them, for their ungodliness. Uh, And uh, the great white throne judgment is where everybody that has died outside of faith will be judged. Full fruition of their works will come come to be uh, known. Uh, They'll be punished. Thrown in the lake of fire that burns forever. This idea that so many of the cults uh, entertain that uh, hell is a beautiful place or there is no hell. It's annihilation. This is all anti-biblical. The book of Jude says they will be punished forever and ever. Uh, Don't let anybody anybody mislead you as believers in Christ that— Hell is annihilation, or it's a beautiful place, or it's a figment of your imagination. No, it says they'll be tormented with fire for eternity. And friends, that means exactly what it says. Your thoughts? Yes, in uh, Luke chapter 16, you remember Jesus tells the story of a man by the name of Lazarus, who is a beggar, and the rich man. And he talked about when the rich man and Lazarus died that they both went to this place that was separated. One one place was called Abraham's bosom, as Pastor Mike was alluding to there, where the believers went, and um, they were there. Abraham was there, and others were there. And then there was another side, uh, a place of torment, as Mike says, Sheol, that place of burning and fire. And and the rich man, uh, you know, could say, "Hey, Father Abraham, please send Lazarus over here to come and you know just dip his finger in water so that I can be." Uh, basically comforted in this torment. And and of course, there was a huge gap, a gulf uh, between them that Abraham mentioned, and, and it was not possible. Uh, there was a separation. However, when Jesus died, when Jesus went to the cross, those who were, uh, you know, believers in God who approached him on the sacrificial system, etc., they were taken 
from that place. You remember Jesus said to the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. The one section that held the the saints uh, prior to the cross, the the believers in God, that, that I believe that that was emptied out. They were, he, Jesus declared his victory and those who were there, David, etc. All, all of these who were waiting um, were taken from there. Although Sheol, this place uh, of burning and torment still uh, remains. And there is coming a day, uh, Mike, you remember in Revelation when it talks about death and Hades, they're going to give up their dead and they're going to be thrown into the, the great uh, lake of fire and torment at the, at the great white throne judgment. So there is coming a day when those who are already in torment, they're going to be judged ultimately and then cast into that lake of fire with the devil uh, and his angels and the Antichrist and the false prophet. Um, so yeah, I do believe with you that they were they're waiting that ultimate judgment, but currently they're in a place um, of torment. So I, does that answer it for you? Because again, you have to remember there was a few righteous people that died before the flood. And I believe they went to Abraham's bosom, just like those after the flood did till the time of Christ. Then the Bible says he preached to those in captivity. He led captivity captive. No one that dies now in faith goes to Abraham's bosom. They go right, as Paul says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. However, for all those that do not die in faith, Old Testament, New Testament, before the flood, after the flood, they go to the great, uh, a place called Sheol, awaiting the great white throne judgment. Now, people say, well, why? Because full fruition of a person's work. Think of a person that started a cult. Maybe there was only a couple dozen at the time when they started this cult. They made stuff up. Oh, an angel appeared in my room and, you know, stood on my bed and, you know, gave me this new whole idea about everything. And people go, yeah, I'll, I'll buy your chili. Yeah, I'll do that. And now all of a sudden there's millions of people that believe a lie. Imagine the judgment of God on that person. Just because a person dies does not stop what they started in motion while they were here on this earth. And so some, as we look at Paul the Apostle, he, he was obedient. He, he wrote letters to the churches at, in, in, in Philippi and, and uh, these different places, and, and, and they're still encouraging us today. On the other hand, you have those who started evil things, and their works continue. And I believe, again, you look at the teachings, uh, the, the ideal of, of evolution by Darwin, um, even Darwin himself said, the problem with my theory is that there is no transitional or, or, um, uh, transitional or, um, uh, species living or fossilized, but you don't hear that taught today. They've taken what he said, which of course is a joke now that we know what DNA is. And and so, yeah, it, it was an interesting idea. Now surplanting how the Bible says we all got here. Can you imagine the judgment for people like this if they haven't repented? Or people that continue to teach junk like that, what their, uh, what their ultimate outcome is going to be? You know, the Bible talks about those that love and maketh a lie. Those that love a lie. Evolution. Yeah, pure lie. No factual, it's it's completely a joke. There are no living, fossilized, transformation creatures living or dead. They love a lie. Teach the lie. Evolution taught to your kids. 
or if that isn't good enough, that maketh a lie. It says those that love a lie and maketh a lie. Isn't that amazing to me? It's it's shocking that people will do that anything but God. Well, again, I believe this is why the judgment, the great white throne judgment, is at the end of all time. I don't know what people may try to drum up during the millennial reign of Christ. The Bible says that those that do not come and pay homage to Christ, no rain will fall on their land. Certainly those people might be believing something maybe drummed up from our society today. I don't know. But whatever it is, I believe that this is why the great white throne judgment, everybody's works has come to full fruition and are judged eternally. Now, for the believer, we are also judged, but it's called the Bema Seat Judgment. And this is where we're rewarded for what we've done for God with the right motivations. Hope that helps, Bill. It certainly does. Um, just a quick just a quick footnote. So I do understand the, the whole um, thing of Abraham bosom, um, but Abraham, we know, was post-flood. So all those people who died um, pre-flood, uh, which was probably the majority of the world, and I would say probably close to the billions of people. Would you yep. agree? Yeah, they estimate that at the time of the flood, there's about as many people living on the earth right now as there was at the time of the flood. Now, I believe the word Abraham's bosom was labeled there because of Abraham being there in it, uh, one that was identified. I believe that Abraham's bosom has existed from the beginning. Now, somebody might say, well, why doesn't a person, uh, when they die in the Old Testament, go immediately to be with the Lord? Because the, the blood of bulls and goats could never remove the sin. It could cover the sin, like putting a sheet over a, a piano in a, in a living room that you're painting. It didn't remove it, it covered it. But Jesus' blood removed our sin completely. That's what allows us to go stand in the presence of God forever. But until the time Jesus died on the cross, all those who died in faith before that time, I believe this is where it talks about they went to this place of waiting, and Abraham happened to be there, and I think this is where the name came up. Any insight on that? No, I would agree with you. I think um, I, I, I you know, stand right with you on that particular point. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just thankful that as I, as I look at that old Testament and think, uh, you know, man, the blood of bulls and goats couldn't do for them what they ultimately Jesus has accomplished for us. And now of course is to be absent from the body is to be immediately present with the Lord. And we're on this side of the cross and the resurrection. And I just, I'm so thankful for that. You know, Mike, I was thinking too, you know, this week I've, I've talked to several people who have, uh, lost loved ones during this time of year, even even as much as a, a young gal in our fellowship, her dad just passed away. And, and just to be able to provide that comfort, knowing he was a believer, to, to know that as difficult and as painful as it is to, to lose somebody, um, that ultimately, if they're a believer, you haven't lost them because you know where they are. They're with the Lord. And you can confidently comfort them by saying, hey, listen, you're going to see that person again. And just to have that hope now, this side of the cross is it's just so comforting, and I'm so grateful for that. I hope that uh, hope that answers it for you. It certainly does, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys taking the time. I appreciate the work that you guys do. Uh, I would just ask the saints of God, um, all that's out there listening. Um, my youngest daughter 
she had fallen into whirliness, and she's just getting worse and worse and worse. So it would be appreciated if the saints of God would just pray for the Gibson family in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're a huge family, very tight-knit. And this, this girl, she has um, she's just going off the deep end. And I'm I'm just I'm watching my daughter self destruct, and it's just really hard. Yeah, we're going to pray right now, Bill, and uh, continue to pray for her, and all of those that have a similar situation in your home. Let, let's pray for our lost ones, and and Bill, your daughter, uh, Father. We just come to you in Jesus' name, and we know your word says we're to touch any one thing that you'll do it, and we ask you for this girl's salvation. Your word says the God of this world has blinded their eyes. We pray that you would bind Satan from this girl and those that are listening that say amen to this for their family members, that you would bind Satan from their minds, that they would be able to see the great offer of eternal life, a life worth living, a reason to live for, a self they can live with. Father, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we ask you and petition you for their salvation. Whatever it takes to bring them into your kingdom, God, we just pray that you will do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Bill, our prayers are with you. And uh, stay in line. I want to send you a couple of things, uh, God of Wonders, as well as um, a couple other books that we've got. I think that you'll enjoy that. And uh, maybe you can perhaps get it into your daughter's hand, uh, Time to Grow. Uh, We'll really touch her. So stay in line. We'll get those to you, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. You gentlemen have a wonderful day, and God bless you all, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Bill, and uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll be in touch. I want to see what God's going to do with your daughter's life. So important. And with that, we will go to a different Bill, this time in West Los Angeles. Hi, and welcome. Hi, pastors. Um, my question has to do with prayer, especially as it relates to unbelievers, similar to what Pastor John was saying. One of my friends um, developed cancer two years ago. He's an unbeliever, was an unbeliever, uh, reformed Jewish family. I've known them all my life. They knew that I was um, a believer, and we prayed for him two years ago. He was in remission for eight months. And then right before Thanksgiving, at 58 years old, he passed away, leaving um, two kids and a wife and a loving family and a bunch of friends. And my struggle, I mean, we all know as believers that uh, God has several answers to prayer, yes, no, maybe, wait, or whatever that may be. But when we pray for unbelievers and something tragic like that happens. I just, I feel like, sorry, I'm getting choked up. He was a very dear friend. Um, just feel as though the, the witness falls on deaf ears. Because at one point we, we believed that he was, you know, heading to remission and a cure and then came back with a vengeance eight months later and, you know, took his life. Your thoughts, John? You know, Bill, I just had a follow-up uh, question for you. And first of all, let me just say I, uh, I'm i so sorry for your loss and, and for all the friends that, that have been impacted and family members. And uh, we have also gone through that personally. I've experienced that. And, uh, and it's painful. Uh, there's nothing that can really uh, prepare, prepare you for that when you experience it. And 
grief and sorrow is a difficult thing to endure. You know, the Bible does tell us that the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and he saves such as have a contrite spirit. And I, I'm going to pray that the Lord would just comfort you. But my, my question for you, Bill, was, was, was your friend a believer in Jesus? No, they were reformed Jews, the entire family. And he was, he was not a believer, but okay. I talked to him about Jesus in the past. And, you know, he really, you know, as, as uh, many of the reformed uh, Jewish faith, you know, obviously didn't acknowledge Christ's deity. So uh, he he knew where I stood, but, you know, respected my belief and wanted me. And I did respect his stance, but obviously I disagreed with it. Yeah. And I, it's, it's difficult when, when, uh, you know, we pray and and God answers and, and he doesn't answer the way that we had hoped or the way that we had anticipated. And, um, and and it's a struggle for us. And the struggle is we don't understand everything that the infinite God is doing. Um, we, we, we don't always understand. In fact, I was thinking about the book of Habakkuk when Habakkuk prayed and he was asking the Lord, Lord, what are you doing? You know, why are you allowing this to happen? And the Lord said something to his prophet Habakkuk. Uh, and, and Bill, he said to him, Habakkuk, have I told you what I was doing? You wouldn't understand it. You wouldn't believe it. And I think there's sometimes God is working even in ways that we cannot see. And so I've learned, and I'm still learning this, Bill, that when I am faced with what I do not understand and I can't comprehend, I never let go of what I do understand and what God has revealed to me. And so it's in moments like this when when what seems to me to fall on deaf ears or what seems to me to is not necessarily the case. And I go back to the word of God. I go back to Lord, what you promised and what you said, and I believe it. And I will stand on, even though I don't understand it, God, this is what I do understand about you, that you are good and you are faithful. And Lord, you're going to use even what the enemy intends for evil. You use things like that for good. You, you, you turn curses into blessings. You, you, you know, you can do all of these things. And so I just, I have to myself and I'm wrestling with those things like you are. I just come back to what I know and I meditate on that and I think about that and that I find great comfort um, in seasons like you're in right now, brother. So I, our prayers are with you. You know, uh, again, God's a benevolent God. He doesn't force his way. You know, it says in Revelation chapter 3, Jesus said concerning a church, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And I think that's very important to realize that this is the nature of God. It doesn't say, behold, I stand at the door and kick it off its hinges. And God knocks, waiting for us to respond. And God will not force his way upon any of us. But it's when we come to the understanding, we come to ourselves and realize, hey, I need God. Life has got more problems in it than I can handle. I need help. And I believe at that point is where God then, as the Bible says, becomes closer to brother when we confess him is our Lord and Savior. We're coming up on a break, everyone. We don't want you to go away. We'll have more right after this.
It all came down to the ultrasound, and I saw this little lima bean-looking thing with a halo. When this mom came to a preborn center, a baby wasn't really in her plans. I got to hear the heartbeat, and I got chills. In that moment, I just felt God's arms come around me and hug me and tell me that it was going to be okay. After hearing her baby's heartbeat and seeing her baby on ultrasound, this mom's plans changed. My choice to become a mom, hear those little footsteps running down the hallway every morning, is all because I had an ultrasound. It saved my life and hers. When an expected mother meets her baby on ultrasound, she is 80% more likely to choose life. Preborn's network of clinics are the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country and have rescued over 270,000 babies. To learn how you can rescue a baby's life, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or call 855-668-BABY. That's 855-668-BABY. All gifts are tax deductible. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. MediShare is a proven thing, too, for over 30 years. It's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members. And here's the thing. If you join before December 15th and you mention the promo code SHARE, you'll get another 10% off all of 2024. That's 12 months of savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline's December 15th. So call now. You'll save even more. Here's the number. 855-91-BIBLE. That's 855-91-BIBLE. 855-91-BIBLE. Welcome you back to part two of Trevor Man Answer here on this Tuesday afternoon with John Randall from Calvary Chapel, South Orange County, down by San Clemente. And, uh, you know, John, um, with our caller, you know, it, it is sometimes a hard thing uh, when we pray and our prayers are not answered the way we want. But mm-hmm. we have to realize there's a lot of ingredients that go into those different kinds of, of, of prayers because you know, we, we pray from a perspective of what we see. And I believe this is one of the reasons why God gave the gift of tongues personally, is that we, we pray according to the Spirit. In fact, the Bible says there's praying in groanings as well. And I've seen situations where they are so complex and so uh, complicated that I, I just go, oh God, you know, I mean, it's, 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 and, and it breaks your heart because as an example, and a part of Bill's question was, you know, we, we want to see people get saved and, and they die and they don't get saved. What happened? Well, again, I believe God will continue to convict a person. And this is why I believe we need to pray for our lost loved ones. God will continue to, to convict that person. But the Bible does say that God's spirit will not always strive with man. Uh, that there'll be a point where they say no to God their final time. And God says, okay, you, you you made your decision. I won't bother you again. And this is one of the things I do believe praying saints do is I believe they rekindle that with the Lord to go back and God, please convict him again. 
And I, I believe this is, but you know, a person that's postured against God, you know, it, it, it's a really amazing to me that sometimes through bad health and, and uh, uh, unfortunately, I must say it like this, a death sentence saying, well, you've got terminal cancer, you've got six months to live. You know, if it was me and, and that was the, the prognosis, I would be doing everything I can to find out uh, about Jesus, the great healer. I mean, not maybe my body, but my soul that's sick that I'm going to have to spend eternity with. God, what will you do? And I think so many times people, uh, because they're, and, and, and case in point is Pharaoh in the Bible. He saw over and over the ominous power of God through uh, Moses and Aaron. And yet the more miracles that God did, the harder his heart got. Look at the Pharisees. The more miracles uh, that Jesus did, the harder their hearts got. And so I, I think there is that time in a person's life where they're they're postured against the Lord and even carrying a death sentence of a, of a terminal illness uh, still does not seem to to cause them to cry out. You know, it was the 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 prodigal son in the pigsty, a Jewish boy eating with the pigs. Friends, you think about this for a minute. It says he came to his senses. And what does that mean? Well, I think there's a point where the penny drops, where you you get it and you realize, hey, nothing's going to change in my life unless I step out in faith and do something. And it is amazing to me that so many people, unlike the prodigal son, stay in the pigsty. Your Any last thoughts, John? Well, Bill, I just want to, again, just extend uh, our prayers and condolences to you. And uh, listen, don't let this, uh, and, and I don't think it will, uh, don't let this discourage you from continuing to pray um, and continuing to seek the Lord. He has a plan. He has a purpose, even in things that we don't always understand. God is still working and we have the word of God to remind us of that. And um, who knows, maybe from death will, will come life. Maybe his his family members will be gripped with their own mortality. Maybe they'll the, these reformed uh, Jewish individuals will come to know their Messiah, and that that should be. We keep on praying uh, for God to answer that prayer. So, so brother, our, our prayers are with you, and um, God bless you. Thanks so much for sharing. Today. Amen. I, I I hope that I hope that um, answers your question, and and you know. You know, because that, that's really our prayer. You know, we, we want to see people saved. But, you know, Bill, sometimes if they're just so polarized against the Lord, I mean, I mean, God can do things and put things in their life. But, I mean, look at Judas Iscariot, one of Jesus's 12. And Jesus said he was a devil. So understanding that, Bill, I hope that helps. It does. It just makes the witness a little bit tougher with the rest of the family when they then say, yeah, well, you prayed and, you know, our father's not here or my son is not here. So I'm not going to give up faith and I'll keep praying for them. And, you know. Well, the uh, Bible tells us if somebody said that to me, I would say, well, yeah, we pray. But, you know, the Bible clearly says we're, we're, you know, uh, we've inherited a sinful nature. Our body is is cursed. 
drive by any cemetery, you'll see all the headstones out there. Uh, we're all going to die. In fact, you can point to them and point out, you know, I, I find one thing. I, I don't try to defend God's word. I let God's word do what it's supposed to do. Uh, I want to defend God's word. But what I'm saying is, as it says in Hebrews 9, it's appointed in a man once to die and after that the judgment. Um, a person that comes to their senses would realize that I'm going to die. What am I going to do about it? And uh, I, I really believe that this is where, again, going back to the prodigal son, he, he said he came to his senses. You know, I'm, I'm going to die in the pigsty if I don't do something. Well, that's where I believe that great, wonderful conviction of the Holy Spirit comes on a person and they realize, I have to make some changes in my life. And God, because of his wonderful nature, does. And But, you know, the Bible says that if you call out to him, those that come to me, I will no eyes cast out. And I just pray that um, that people come to him. And that's what our prayer is, and that Satan is bound from these people's minds so they can see what Jesus offers them. Hey, your sins can be forgiven. You can have a life worth living. You can have eternal life with him forever. Your past is gone. King David said his promises are new every morning. I mean, who rejects this? It's incredible that people would do that. And yet they sit there with their little clenched fists. I'm God. I'll make my own decisions. I'm going to do it my way. As they slip into eternity and eternal punishment. How sad. Bill, I, I, um, my heart goes out to you. Stay in line. I'll send you out uh, Time to Grow, a great little book, and uh, a God of Wonders. Uh, those, those are just really good for reaching out to people that don't understand many things about about God's hand in this world. Um, you know, Satan said to Jesus, all the kingdoms of the world are mine, and mine do whomever I want to give them to, Jesus, if you'll bow down and worship me. This is found in Luke chapter 4. And Jesus didn't say, oh, no, they're not. Neener, neener, neener. No, he, he knew that. You see, we gave this world into Satan's hand in the garden, and that's why we see the wholesale sinning problems of our world. No peace anywhere, no satisfaction anywhere, but it's not always going to be that way because Jesus is coming again, and he's going to set up his reign on this earth. But in the meanwhile, the Bible says, all that come to me, I'll know wise and cast out. And I would just encourage Bill to say, well, you know, there's nothing we can do about Uncle Fred or Aunt Sarah. But what we can do is something about you. What about the road you're on? And that's what I always do. You know, I, I've done many funerals in my life, uh, um, uh, officiated them. And I said, we're all here um, over the loss of our loved one. But I want you to think about this. This is an illustrated sermon because there's no guarantee we won't be back in this same room in a week with you in the box. What about you? I believe funerals, I believe cemeteries are to remind us we are terminal unless you belong to Christ. And I believe this is why it's so important. The Bible talks about eternal life with him or eternal death, eternal separation from God. Everybody exists forever somewhere. It's just where. And people are making that decision right now today, every day that they live. Bill, I hope that helps. I'll send those things out to you, okay? 
Thank you, pastors. God bless you and Merry Christmas. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you, Bill. If you need us, we're here for you. And if you need any more of the things I send you, just let me know. I'll be glad to send those to you. Let's go to Tony in Virginia. Hi, welcome. Hi, Pastor. I listen to you quite often, and and I appreciate you and your ministry. Um, You opened up saying about how the world and we just spend and we buy and nothing satisfies us. Oh, yeah. And I and uh, I think this is a good time of the year for us all to, you know, write down the word Santa, S-A-N-T-A. And uh, Satan has his own imitation. Like you said, Satan always wants to imitate God. So the word Santa, S-A-N-T-A, if you unscramble uh, that word, you get the word Satan. Yeah, and now now very quickly, yeah, and, and we realize that, and—, and... The devil always has a, a counterfeit out there. I mean, it's just the way way it is. But really, the the idea behind Santa came from Saint Nicholas, and Santa is is shortened for that. Who was um, uh, kind of a patron saint, and what he would do is he would go according to what he would go and he would bless people and. Uh, give children toys, things like that. That's where we get that from. But the problem is, nevertheless, it's not about Santa. It's about Jesus. It's not about presents or what we can buy for somebody. It's that this baby was born, and he was born for a reason, and that was to die for our sins. You know, I believe this, again, is so important. We don't really know the exact day Jesus was born, uh, some people believe it was probably in the spring of the year. Um, we don't know for sure. The Bible says the shepherds tended their flocks by night in the hills of Judea. I've been in Jerusalem when it snowed, and really, you really don't want to be in the hills. You want to be down in the valleys in the wintertime in Israel because that's, it's warmer down there. So it was probably either in the spring or the fall of the year. But that's not what's important. What's important is he was born. It's a day that the world recognizes a Savior was born. I've had people say, oh, well, I don't have anything to do with Satan. Well, let me tell you something, Christians that say that, neither do the Satanists. So let's get, you're kind of sometimes known by the company you keep. Well, I don't support Christmas because it's not in the Bible. And I just, let me tell you something about that. It's a day the world recognizes a Savior was born. And whether it's the 25th of December or the 1st of of Nisan, whatever, whatever day it was, what important is, it's a day the world recognizes a Savior was born. And that is what we major on. We don't major on the minor. We minor, oftentimes people are, are, are majoring on the minors. Well, was it the 25th of December? I don't know. That's not the point. He was born and he had a birthday. And if we assign it to the 25th of December, well, we don't know who is in the tomb of the unknown soldier, but we address that for all those who died in wars that their, their identity was lost. What's the point is we take a day and the world recognizes that Jesus was born. And yes, I agree with you, dear, that so much of what has happened to Christmas, the commercialization of it, all the different things, it's such a tragedy of what what has become. 
because again, it gets drowned out. But you know, I believe, uh, Tony, that God's great love for us is that through it all, and I, I and still, I'll go into stores, and I'll hear as people are jingling and jangling at the cash registers, I'll hear in the background music, "Glory to the Newborn King," and man, that touches my heart. Your thoughts, John? You know, when my son, my oldest son, who now is a father himself, and uh, when he was little, I remember taking him into Walmart, and um, as we were walking in. He saw a statue of a man in a red suit, white beard. It was obviously uh, Santa. But he said to me, I'll never forget it. He said, Dad, look, it's Noah. <laughs> and I said, that's right, son. That's <laughs> Noah. No, we just told him from the beginning. You know, we and, um, hey, it's about Jesus. And I think as long as we as families emphasize uh, believers, we emphasize, you know, it's the same thing with Easter. People want to make it about a bunny. It's not about a bunny. It's not about, you know, this is the greatest day in human history when Jesus rose from the dead. This is, has nothing to do with a rabbit and it has nothing to do with a uh, overweight man in a red suit. This has everything to do with Jesus. And that is for us as the church, we want to emphasize, um, that Christ came the greatest gift ever given. And that is Jesus coming in order to reconcile us, uh, back to a relationship with the Father, and we can rejoice in that. And um, I think that should be our, our emphasis during this time of year. We don't want to get, you know, I always tell people, listen, without Christ, all you have is a mess, you know, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, if you, you take Christ out, you just have a mess. So uh, keep Jesus in the center, and, and, and that'll be a blessing to you and your family. Tony, I hope that helps. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Well, I'm a Christian, and... Um, can you give us Christians out there advice on how to not get caught up in this frenzy of Christmas? Because I find oh. that my appetite is increasing. I, I'm eating more food <laughs> or I, I'm finding that I'm spending more. I'm, I'm spending more money that I don't have on my credit card. And I feel discontented because of all the frenziness is, is, causing me to get a little bit out of control myself, even though I'm a Christian. Can you give us all advice on how to not get caught up in the spending and the overeating because we're, our emotions are getting caught up in the season? Boy, I'll tell you, that is the truth, Tony. And and I think we all just have to, to just, you know, I believe moderation is such an important part of our Christian experience. Um you know, we rejoice with those that rejoice. We weep with those that weep. I eat with those that eat. And I abstain with those that abstain. I, I think we just need to be careful. But, you know, what you're saying is when everybody's in a room eating, boy, it's sure easy to uh, go off your diet, isn't it? And I, I really believe that we just need to keep in that focus of who Jesus is. And, you know, uh, a lot of times... The gifts that we give people, you know, they say that one of the biggest shopping days of the year is the 26th of December, when everybody brings back to the store stuff they don't need. In other words, you give a guy with a big beard aftershave lotion. Well, either you're trying to tell him something or the person really didn't realize who they were giving the gift to. And I think that a lot of people are, are like that. And I think a lot of people that don't realize their tremendous need for the greatest gift of all to have their sins forgiven have no need for Christ on the 26th of December. 
And I believe this is a real problem because, again, I think when people don't realize their real condition, I think this is where there's a lot of problems. And if I become too much like them, I can find myself getting getting the message lost. This is why I think we as Christians need to be careful going to Christmas parties and everybody's, you know, around the mistletoe and, or, you know, the, the punch bowl has been spiked and everybody's getting sloshed. I think we need to be very careful. Be not drunk with wine worn excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Your thoughts, John? I, I do believe that the best way, Tony, is to stay in the Word yes. and to stay in prayer. You know, Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, he said, and by the way, he wrote it from a prison cell, but he said, not that I speak in regard to need, because I've learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. And here's what he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you're in the Word, you're going to be hearing from the Lord. And if you're in prayer, you're going to be asking, Lord, Lord, is this something you want me to do? Is this something that is is a good steward of what you've provided using your money in this way? Lord, help me to have um, self-control. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And so as I walk in the Spirit, I stay in the Word, I stay in prayer, I stay in fellowship. You know what's going to happen? The Lord's going to keep me from falling prey to temptation or getting into something that I have no business being a part of. And uh, so that would be my encouragement. And that's for every day of the year. But it's certainly this time of year when things are heightened and things are accessible, like, hey, stay stay in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. And you, the Bible says walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's the best way to overcome. So I, I pray that, um, you know, again, we just want to always keep Jesus first. I think that's what God's called us to do. And I think that's great advice. Pray about everything. Um, and uh, again, uh, our prayers are with you, Tony. We're all, we're all in this as well. So we understand exactly what you're saying. But I, I think a lot of it, I think we have to be careful about the company we keep, whether it's on Friday night in July or, or, you know, 4th of July or whether it's Christmas because evil company can, can really corrupt good manners. Hope that helps. It does. Thank you so much. Tony, stand line, Tony. I want to send you out the movie Jesus. You'll love it as well as Time to Grow, a little book, and God of Wonders. I want to send those out to you. I think you'll really enjoy those. Great to share with your friends. If you need more, let me know. I'm here to help you. So if you need anything, please call us. And Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. God bless you, dear. Let's go to Kathy, Carson City, Nevada. Hi, welcome. Oh, yes. um, I'm calling. I have trouble speaking, so bear with me. I'm calling about my uh, grandson, who's five. And he had an injury with finger at school. Can you hear me? Yes. Well, anyway, they put a pin in it. This is about a month ago, and they wrapped it up, and the not sound terrible right, and he's about to lose his finger, and he's only five. So we pray for him. Well, certainly, we will. And, and let, what's his name? Colin. Paul? Colin. Colin. Well, let's pray for Colin, Kathy, right now. Father, we just lift up little Colin to you. We pray this accident at school will... Uh, not cause permanent loss of a finger. And, and Lord, we just ask you that you would divinely reach down and heal him. And Lord, through this, that he would understand 
you're a great God, God who heals. So Lord, reach out to him, give the doctors wisdom. And Lord, I pray that through this ordeal, this family will come closer to you in Jesus' name. You know, John, I know having kids, you have so many things that happen to them. Any last thoughts? Yeah, you just pray for them and God have your hand on them. And uh, yeah, we'll pray for Colin and Kathy. And of course, I have, I have grandchildren as well. And it, I definitely, you're always concerned about them, but we'll pray that God will heal them. And, and you have all of your, your brothers and sisters that are across the country listening today who are joining with us in prayer for your grandson. Please call us back and let us know what the outcome is. And uh, we'll be praying that God would touch him. Amen. Kathy, stay in line. We'll send you out books and DVDs, okay? I've been listening to the show since you were on the set. What, pardon? I've been listening to the show since you were on the set. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, that's been many, many years. I've I, I've done this program with uh, Pastor Chuck for, oh, wow, I don't know, 30, 30 years probably. <laughs> been doing it for a long time. But, uh, Kathy, I'm glad you're listening and uh you you stay on, and we'll get your address and get those things out to you, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you, dear. Let's go to Bernie, Winnemucca, Nevada. Hi, welcome. Hi. How, how are you guys doing? God bless you both. How may we help? Uh, I've been, we, me and my wife, been dealing with our daughter that's 33 years old, and she uh, isn't, is it, they they ruled her incompetent right now. She's She's been kind of messed up for the past five years, got on meth. and oh, she, At one time, she was on fire for God until she got about 17 or 18 in school, and, and public school and everything else really turned her around and made it really insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what. And she's going to be going into public uh, guardianship, and uh, I just oh. I just pray that God would just restore her mind again, you know, because right now she reads her Bible and she's incarcerated, but she doesn't comprehend it, and she says that God gave her the okay to have meth, to, that it's that it's her medicine, and we've been showing her in scriptures that you know. God doesn't ain't going to allow any of that because he's a holy God and he calls us to be holy. Yes, your your thoughts. Yeah, boy, we'll we'll pray that the stronghold of 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 this drug will be taken from her and that her eyes will be opened and uh because that's really what she needs and and we agree with you and and I just want you to know Bernie uh that we're standing with you and your wife and um that it's not too late for her and God can do anything. I just want to encourage you that God is able to do the impossible. And, and we, we want to pray for her today, for your daughter, Lydia, and ask that the Lord would touch her. Pray for her right now. Father, we lift up Lydia to you, Lord. You know right where she is. And we ask in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you would get a hold of her heart, that you would yes, deliver God. her from yes, the stronghold of the devil. Lord, do it today. Give Bernie and his wife encouragement as they pray as well. Bring people into her life that can draw her and point her back to Jesus, Lord. We ask this in faith. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, Bernie, our heart goes out to you. Yes, drugs do terrible things. They fry people's brains. And and so, but you know, God's the great healer and, and has a way of taking a terrible situation and turning it around. Only God can do that. That's right. And our faith is in him. 
So we'll be praying for you. Bernie, stay in line. We'll send you out a couple of things. Perhaps you can get those into your daughter's hands. Merry Christmas to you. Our heart goes out to you. We'll continue to pray for her. Thank you so much, John, for being on today. My pleasure. Look forward to being back with you. So until then, remember, keep looking up. Our redemption draws nigh. more about this ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 